Good morning, everyone, and happy post-Thanksgiving. Welcome back to another insightful episode of Digital Wellness with Dr. Mary. I'm Richard Tinamardi, your associate producer, and I'm thrilled and very thankful to be here with all of you today. And I'm Dr. Mary, here to guide you through another journey into the world of digital wellness. Happy post-Thanksgiving and Black Friday shopping day. I am talking to you today from Uncle Al's and Auntie Monica's in the beautiful city of Napanee, Ontario, on Lake Ontario. And we've got a truly fascinating topic lined up for you this week. It's all about the incredible ways that gifting and volunteering can work wonders for your mental health. And right now, as we move into what is known as the holiday season, we really have to start thinking about self-care because we can be very hard on ourselves at this time of year. Absolutely. In our fast-paced world, filled with all these technologies, it's very Mm -hmm. easy to forget the joy of giving and how it affects our well-being. But today, we're going to explore the science behind it, share some heartwarming stories, and even have a special guest joining us who's making a huge difference through gifting. That's right, Rich. We are delighted to introduce Shauna Pereira, the founder of Wonderkind Gifting. And it's a company with a unique mission, and that's why we we wanted her to be on the show today. Not only do they create beautiful gift sets, but they support female-founded businesses. It's gifting with a purpose, and we can't wait to hear from Shauna. And I met Shauna because I received one of her beautiful gifts, and then we had a chance at an event to meet her. And it's truly inspiring what she and her business partner have chosen to do with their lives. This is so exciting. And as no. always, we want to hear from you, our listeners. We love to hear with your experience with gifting and volunteering. Please ask questions or simply let us know what you think. You can call or text us at 773-763-9278. We would love to hear your voices. So sit back, relax, and get ready to discover the mental wellness benefits of gift giving. It's going to be an inspiring and, and, well, I think, informative show. (laughs) That's right, Dr. Mary. Okay, let's dive in. Okay. Um, Today, what I'd really like to talk about is the connection between mental well-being and letting go of resentment. Last week, if you recall, we had a lot of people calling in and saying, you know, I don't want my brother to come to Thanksgiving or I'm really nervous about seeing my family. We have a lot of unresolved issues. And I'd like to go back to Dale Carnegie, who wrote uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People. But he also wrote another amazing book, which was called How Not to Worry. And he famously emphasized in his book this idea of letting go of resentment and its the relationship between that and worry. But I think the easiest way for me to begin is a story, a personal story I'd like to share with you. So let's think about a person, we'll, let's call her Ruth, just I think that's a good name to use. Ruth had been holding on to some deep-seated resentment for years, and, and I asked Ruth's permission, and she said I could share this much. She said it was about a former colleague who had betrayed her, betrayed her trust in a significant way. And Ruth couldn't let go of the anger and the hurt she felt, even long after the incident had occurred. It was like a heavy weight on her shoulders, affecting her overall well-being. So resentment can be like that. Uh, Resentments linger, and they tend to have a lasting impact on our mental health. And I just want you to think about that because for every action, there's a reaction. And the more you carry resentment, the more it negatively affects your mental health. And I know this from personal experience because I'm like Ruth. I did have things that I held on to. But now let's tie it back to what Dale Carnegie talked about. Refusing to get angry at anything and absorbing something Um, absorbing yourself into something that's bigger, something that can help alleviate resentment is what's key. So Ruth decided to read 
How to Not Worry by Dale Carnegie. And she really threw herself into this advice. And we started talking about it. So she started volunteering at this time of year. And that's why I bring Ruth up right now at a local charity. And she hadn't really volunteered before since high school. And she just thought, okay, I can give an hour of my time. And so she started doing that. Wow, that's such a powerful shift of focus from resentment to, you know, volunteering. That's awesome. I, so and far. that's, I, I feel the same way, Richardson. And, and I don't know about you, but when you volunteer, you become immersed in it. Like you really, I know with me, when I take Miss, Missy and used to take Hudson, our dogs, when we go do pet therapy, um, I get, I, I know the people, I know what their likes and dislikes are, and, and we just really enjoy them. Well, the same thing started happening to Ruth. Something absolutely, truly remarkable happened. She began to experience a sense of fulfillment and a sense of purpose that had been missing from her life. The act of giving without expecting anything in return started to heal her own wounds. And she began to share more with us. Wow. So you're saying that the act of volunteering became like a form of therapy for her? We Absolutely, 100%. And we're going to actually go into that a little bit uh, later. Um, but I, oh, we already have a question about it. So I'm going to address that question in a few minutes. But what, like, what I'd love to do before, and thank you for your text question. I'm not, not going to get to it, just so you know. But I want to delve into, so you begin to understand this from a neuroscience perspective, because that's what we like to talk about in this show and, and make the science of your brain accessible so you know what's happening. Um, resentment, whether it's in the form of a recent event or an old grudge, can trigger stress responses in the brain. When we hold on to negative emotions our bodies begin to produce stress hormones like cortisol, which can lead to an increase of blood pressure, anxiety, and a general sense of unease. And if you have a smartphone, then you can actually see when you begin to think about that resentment and have that unease, you see how much faster your heart beats. It doesn't relax. Your whole body has to work harder to hold on to that unease. And that causes you to go into fight or flight. And that causes you to start breathing a lot more shallow. That causes your body to tense up. And that's what causes that general sense of unease. It's going into fight or flight because you want to protect yourself. So letting go of resentment can actually lead to a better mental health and physical health? Oh, yeah. See, I don't think we realize how much resentment weighs on us. And I know I find that in my in my own heart. Like if you read back into the literature, Dale Carnegie started writing in I think the 30s and 40s. All of us were facing all of these historical problems before. We were facing fights within our family, fights within our friends, like Ruth, colleagues at work. All of these same things were happening. But we were beginning to explore the positive effects of psychology in managing our mental health. And one of the positive effects came from Alfred Adler, a famous, uh, a, a famous psychology, a famous psychology professor. And what happens is when we release resentment and focus on positive actions like volunteering or gift giving, even if the gift is a flower picked from the garden, we begin to engage in activities that bring us joy and our brains respond in a healthier way immediately. Dopamine, which is often referred to as the feel-good neurotransmitter, gets released and that leads to improved mood, a better sense of well-being and better decision-making. Dopamine, when you balance it in your brain, allows you to make a better decision. You probably are holding on to that resentment because it made you angry or it made you depressed. 
and you're not dealing with it. That means you have very high dopamine or very low dopamine. And when that begins to occur, you're not making great decisions. And that leads you into fight or flight, which leads you into holding on to these resentments because you're not solving your problems. So what we do is when we help others... We modulate our dopamine. We make it easy. So think of it this way if you need a visual for all my visual learners out there. Dopamine spikes going up and down. Think of a graph chart with a high spike and a low spike. Now, when we modulate our dopamine, we still have those spikes, but they're just a nice, calm, wavy line so it doesn't affect us as negatively. Wow. I love that. It's amazing how our brain can be rewired by our choices and actions. That's hundred percent. It so truly is, Richardson. And Dale Carnegie's advice, as was 80 years ago, such as refusing to judge others and practicing love and empathy aligns with this idea. Now, I'm not talking woo-woo, sit around, sing kumbaya songs by a fire right now. What I'm talking about is actual science that demonstrates how your brain operates. And your brain focuses. If it's focusing on something negative, all your energy goes to that. And it puts you in fight or flight. We don't realize that. Our brain, as I've always talked about, is the control center of your body. And when we stop dwelling on past grievances and instead channel that 90% of our brain into positive endeavors, we experience a profound shift in our mental and our emotional state, as well as our physical state. That's what the chemicals in our brain do, affect our emotions and affect our physical selves. Wow, that's awesome. So next time when we find ourselves holding on to resentment, perhaps maybe we should think and consider about Dale Carnegie's wisdom and the science behind it, because it truly sounds like it's impactful and can help us, you know, be better and and have a positive mindset. A hundred percent. And it's not just Dale Carnegie. The reason I say Dale Carnegie is because you can go online and you can get free copies of his book. I'm always very conscious of how we spend our money. And Mr. Carnegie's books are now available um, for free. You can find free copies. So it's great advice. It's advice that works for years and years and years. And it's easily accessible to people. Awesome. I love I do too. You know, I want to make sure that everything we talk about on this show is accessible to everybody. Um, But what I think is really, really important is from Ruth, we can learn how to improve our mental well-being. People spend thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars on doing lots of things to improve their mental well-being. And I agree with a lot of it. But one of the things that I agree with most is understanding how your actions affect your body and affect your brain. And we have to remember that stress is all in our minds. We create our own stress. We create our own resentment. It's not like when you hurt your hand, when you drop something on it. There isn't that, like we can't see that concrete action. So let's start thinking about the science and the digital wellness. So I want to bring it back to digital right now, Richardson, because this is something we're all dealing with. If you look at Instagram, if you look at Facebook, if you look at all the social medias, look at all the negative that's on there. That negative causes you to scroll more, and that negative causes you to spend more time, which makes those social media platforms more money. Now, every news station since the beginning of time, every newspaper knows if it bleeds, it leads. Social media does the same thing. So I want you to learn to use social media so that it gives you wellness. And what that means is looking for things like free Dale Carnegie books, looking at passages, just read them for 30 seconds and see if that makes sense to you and helps you. And then start thinking about how you can improve your mental wellness. <laughs> thank you so much for sharing that and i i think that's so in, insightful and especially just absorbing the negativity from from our social media or the technology around yeah. it that is so crucial in our lives and you see that everywhere right you know it's it like it's a reminder that we have the ability to shape our own mental wellness thank you so much 
Well, Richardson, what I liked about what you just said right now, um, and you are significantly younger than I am, as probably most listeners can tell, but um, is we have the power to turn off negativity and we have the power to turn off the negativity in social media. There's a lot of really good stuff on social media, a lot of things that make us happy and make us well, and that's the appropriate way to use it. Um, But I love that you said we can turn it off just like we can turn off flight or fight. Now, I want you to think about Ruth and how one hour a week transformed her life. She didn't go back. She didn't have a session with that colleague. She didn't do any of that. She worked on herself and she was selfish for her by giving to others. And I love that kind of selfishness. Oh, my goodness. I've never really thought about it that way. Selfish to herself by sharing to others. Is that what is that how pretty much what you said? Yeah, that's a hundred percent what I said. We never think, you know, there's, this is supposed to be the year of self-care and all those things. But when we, we think of self-care, look at how you can create an hour of power every week for yourself, just an hour. Maybe you do 15 minutes of walking. Maybe you do 15 minutes of reading a free, free book. Maybe you do 45 minutes of volunteering. And that could quite simply be walking along and saying hello to a helpless, per, a homeless person or buying someone a cup of coffee in line, like we all hear about that, or paying for someone on a toll bridge, or in Starbucks, or in Tim Hortons. I was just in a Tim Hortons, as you know, I have a picture of it. And um, just like feeding the birds, anything like that. And you will be amazed at how that one hour transforms your life if you don't want to formally volunteer. Wow, just one hour. I love that. Power of power. I love it. I love it. So stay tuned, everyone, where we have so much <laughs> to explore on this topic, including insights from our special guest, Shauna Pereira of Wonderkind Gifting. So stick around, and we'll be right back after the short break. Oh, Richardson, you know what? Oh, go ahead. listeners to digital wellness with me dr mary in this segment we have a quiz that you can participate in while driving or going about your day and i'm going to ask devin if she wants to if he wants to bring in shauna our special guest because we're going to surprise shauna and ask her to join us for this fabulous quiz we always have a quiz every show Hey, Shauna, I know I haven't introduced you, but why don't you play the quiz with us? Good morning, Mary. I love this. Let's do this. (laughs) Okay, this is awesome. All right. In this segment, we always have a quiz, and you can do it while you're driving or just while you're sitting at home having your coffee. I think Annie Monica's in her little library having coffee, but it's a fun way to reflect today on resentment. It's not at all based in psychology. It's not any of those things. It's just part of your hour of your power hour to help you understand how you're dealing with resentment. So let's just grab your mental notepad and begin. Question one. Ready, Richie? Oh, yes. Okay. Have you ever found yourself replaying a past argument or disagreement in your mind long after it happened? A, yes, frequently. B, occasionally. C, rarely. D, never. A, B, or C? Ooh. <laughs> it definitely A. I don't know. It sometimes just pops up. It's like, <laughs> I, I, there's sometimes where I see something or there's a trigger and I just remember it and it just starts replaying. <laughs> 
Oh, that's awesome. And guess who joined us for the quiz? <laughs> Auntie Monica's here. Say hi, Auntie Monica. Hello, everyone. <laughs> All right. So I went from yes to C. And rarely, but when it's yes for me, I'm super, super tired. Shauna? I'm in the middle. I was a B. You're a B. You're a Richie. Okay. <laughs> so question two. How often do you hold on to grudges or negative feelings towards someone for an extended period of time? A, yes, more often than not. B, sometimes, but not always. C, rarely. I try to let go quickly. And D, no, I tend to forgive and move on. Definitely a C for me. Yeah, a C. You're a C? Yeah, I, I think I would be... A B, C, but now I've, again, working on what we've been talking about all day, letting go of resentment. I have definitely moved to no, but the no doesn't take 10 minutes. The no takes like 20 hours. <laughs> and if I have a glass of wine, it's a longer time. <laughs> so, that's like the truth for me. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shauna, any comments? <laughs> uh, sadly, I specialize in this, and I am an A working towards being a B. Okay. So the hour of power might work for you. Auntie Monica? Um, I think I'm between B and C. I, I would definitely so. try to let go quickly. Yeah. Um, it depends. I find that the closer the person is to me... Um, and that hurt can last longer than if the person is not very close to me emotionally or uh, part of the, my family or extended family. I would agree with that. Yeah, 100%. I agree with that. That's such a great point, too, actually. I think so. Yeah, I think yeah. so, too. Question three. Ooh, when someone wrongs you, how likely are you to confront them and express your feelings? Oh, very likely. I believe in addressing issues directly. Sometimes likely, depending on the situation. C, not very likely. I often keep it to myself. And D, not likely at all. I avoid confrontation. You know, that, that, I think I'm a B or a C. Like, it really depends. So, our last radio show, um, two radio shows before, like, we spoke about, you know, you shared a story about traffic. Yeah, um, I've definitely I have some really bad road rage. I would confront the person. But if it was in a different situation, I'd often keep it to myself. Yeah, I, I would agree that road rage is is a, is a totally different, like maybe a not likely. Shauna, how do you do on this one? I'm similar. I'm I'm a B, sometimes a C, really depending on how close that relationship is. I would say that would be me, Shauna, like going from B to C. But sometimes, like if it's in business, I'm a total A. Like I'm 100%, like I'll go, you want to go, I'll go. Like don't cross that path. Like at all. <laughs> Which is not great, but it's the Irish coming out in me. Um, yeah, I'm the same. It depends definitely on the situation, but I can go to A very quickly if I feel someone has done something that either affects me um, or my day or my routine in a negative way, then I will very quickly address it so that it doesn't happen again. Um, but if it's more like you know, it's something that's going to be a one-off. I am just out and about and somebody, you know, doesn't hold a door for me. I just say, well, that was a bit of a jerk move, but that's okay. It's, yeah. not, gonna, it's, it's not something I'm going to carry on. A bit. Right. I agree. Yeah. So question four, do you believe that holding on to resentment can negatively affect your mental and emotional well-being? A, strongly agree. B, somewhat agree. C, not sure. D, disagree. Oh, strongly agree. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. It's terrible for you. Can you all go ahead? Sorry, I talked over you. Go ahead. Was that you, Shauna? No, but I, I will agree with A. I would too. But I don't think people really realize like just how much it's hurting you. 
And and that's why I wanted to bring on this this today's show because yesterday sh- or sorry yesterday Saturday's show last week brought out so many resentments that I thought we should probably deal with this. Um, because I didn't realize just how much resentment hurt you until I finally identified it with my therapist, Mark, who will be on the show next week. So how often do you engage in activities that help you release negative emotions, such as exercise, meditation, or talking to a friend? A, regularly, I prioritize self-care. B, occasionally, when I feel overwhelmed. C, rarely, I often neglect self-care. And D, never, I have never tried these methods. Always, I'm always prioritizing my self-care. A. Monica's an A. Okay, Monica's an A. Richie? I would say say I'm a B. I'm now... Try B to an A. I'm now trying to um, change that. I don't want to feel overwhelmed to the point where I have to release. Um, now I'm learning to prioritize myself and talk to people regularly so that there's no buildup or tension. And that's cool, Shauna. Uh, definitely A. I have a really good relationship with my indoor rower, and if I get into that situation. <laughs> I go to just to de-stress and, and let it out. Well, the interesting thing is the reason I am Dr. Mary is because I was a D. Mm. I had never tried anything. I never did anything. And the reason I created the Digital Wellness Center is because I w- became a C when uh, during COVID. I was like, okay, like self-care, whatever, whatever. And then I had a heart attack. Because I ignored all these things and I let the stress build up in me. So people listening, like we can talk about all these things, but understand all of us have lived these things. And so when you almost die in the back of an ambulance, or maybe I did die, my husband and I aren't clear on that. We now realize the importance of self-care and letting go resentment and calling people and talking to people. And like, we're going to talk about this later, but one of the gifts Shauna sent me was a beautiful pashmina, like for all my male friends out there that couldn't care less what a pashmina is, you will love a pashmina because you can wrap yourself in it and you are warm automatically. And that, that becomes like a metaphor for self-care, which is just take a moment and be warm and wrap yourself up in self-care. Which is kind of crazy. But here are totaling up your answers. If you're mostly A's, you may tend to hold on resentment more than you realize. It could be beneficial to explore strategies for letting go. Mostly B's, you strike a balance between holding on to and releasing resentment. There's always room for improvement in finding healthier ways to manage negative emotions. So we know that people like me can change. Mostly C, you have a tendency to let go of resentment relatively quickly. Way to go. And mostly D. I would definitely say you're a C, Monica. Okay, I was going to say between a B and a C. And I am working to try to get myself to C. Um, I find that I'm very quick to, you know, deal with the situation, like be angry about it and then be done. And move on. Um, but even though I say that I'm really good at self care, that doesn't mean that I don't still have lots of stresses in my life, but I'm um, aware of them. And oh, so I practice yoga regularly, meditation, take myself out for walks, um, and getting a dog has been a huge. <sighs> Oh, my gosh. He is therapy all on his own. Dogs are great therapy. Cats are great therapy. Any rescue animal is great therapy. Um, and mostly Ds, by the way. Way to go. I want to be you. You, are, you excel at releasing resentments and having a healthy approach to managing negative emotions. And you know what? If you didn't get through the quiz, like the four of us, don't even worry about it. We have it posted on the Digital Wellness Center on LinkedIn and I think Instagram and Facebook, Richie, I can't remember. Um, And you'll find our quizzes every week there. You can go and take these quizzes and let your families take these quizzes. They're purely for entertainment and make them part of your hour of power every week for volunteering. So just remember, it's really important to acknowledge and address resentments. And when they arise, seek positive ways of letting them go. As we talked about, Dopamine, cortisol, fight or flight, all of it is hurting your body. 
your job in 2024 is to care for yourself and make yourself stronger. So we'd love to hear your thoughts. Feel free to text us or call us at 773-763-9278. And stay tuned. We're going to play a 30-second spot, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to talk about the power of letting go of resentment and its impact on mental health. And we're going to feature our special guest, who you've just heard her lovely voice, Shauna Pereira of Wonderkind Gifting. And we'll be right back after this brief break. There we go. I'm Smokey Bear, and I made an assistant to help you out because only you can prevent wildfires. Hey, Assistant Smokey Bear, call me Papa Bear because I'm grilling up dinner. <laughs> do you get it? Yes, good job. So, what should I do with all these coals? Don't just toss them out, put them in a metal container because those embers can start a wildfire. I understand. The stakes are high. Ha, 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 ha. Learn more at SmokeyBear.com. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ag Council. So I'm just going to take a couple of your amazing texts. Thank you so much. But what I'd like to do is the first text I ever, like I got today. So I'm going to, I'm just going to read it out. And Auntie Monica's joined the show for us today, which is awesome. Um, but I want to read this text. And it says, I've heard about forgiveness therapy. Can you explain what it is and whether it can be helpful for people dealing with longstanding resentment? And the answer is yes. Forgiveness therapy is actually a structured approach that helps individuals work through their feelings of resentment and achieve forgiveness. It involves identifying and practicing these emotions. And that's the important part about it. You've got to identify. We talked about it at the top of the show. But you've got to, you've got to you know, make sure that you are practicing these things. And the idea is um, processing the emotions, gaining empathy for the offender, and ultimately making a conscious decision to forgive. It's very, very, very structured. Forgiveness therapy can be beneficial for those dealing with long-standing resentments. For example, if we look at Ruth, if we look at... um, Another friend of mine who's dealing with a lot of resentment around her mother, she's gone into forgiveness therapy. And there's a ton of books available on it. Again, I want you to to look at medical professionals if you feel you need this. But if you're curious about it and you want to understand it, again, just go to your local library. There's lots of books there. And again, loving the libraries, a great place to de-stress. I'm going to take one more question, and then I'd love to go to Shauna. Are there any specific techniques or practices I can incorporate into my daily routine to prevent myself from dwelling on past grievances? Absolutely. Uh, Gratitude journaling, there's tons of stuff on that. I think there's a book called Daily Gratitudes, Mindfulness Meditation, Engaging in Acts of Kindness, which I think, as I talked about earlier with Dr. Alfred Adler, um, is really the best thing to do. And an act of kindness could be raking someone's leaves. It could be shoveling someone's snow. I just want you to think of something nice to do for someone. And that gets your spirits like it, we have forgotten during covid i've talked about this time and time again on how to be human yeah. and we have to bring back that that empathy that humanity uh but yeah as we do that i would love to bring back and bring in my very special guest shauna Pereira, and she and her business partner uh tara cochran are two friends who founded wonderkind gifting in 2019 so just before covid Think of a worse time to start a business. Shauna, I'm with you, girlfriend. They've got one simple goal, making gifting better in every way possible. Between them, they have over 20 years in the corporate world with a specialization in the field of media arts and production. They believe in spreading kindness. That's why she's on our show today. Amplifying the ambition of fellow female founders, supporting family businesses, and giving back all along the way. So they're here to put an end to that generic swag you get when you go to a conference that's garbage and goes into a garbage heap, forgettable knickknacks that uh, get left on the free table. Mm -hmm. Instead, they're all about gifts that matter. And Shauna, I just want to start our interview off with a renowned uh, a quote from, I've talked about him a hundred times probably already today, and I really believe in him, renowned psychologist Alfred Adler. 
And here's the quote. He said, it is the individual who is not interested in his fellow man who has the greatest difficulties in life and provides the greatest injury to others. It is from among such individuals that all human failures spring. And this profound insight, I think if we look at the last few years, this profound insight highlights the importance of connecting with others and helping them in times of needs and ensuring they don't feel lonely. It's a principle that, that definitely resonates deeply with me. And it's and, and Monica? Absolutely. I literally just said to my niece, Sky, who's staying with me because she's contemplating becoming a teacher, and I am a teacher, um, I literally just said to her that it's taken me a long time to get there, sadly, but uh, I realize now that the most important thing in your life is your connections with other human beings. That is the most important thing. It's not how much money you make. It's not, you know, what stuff you have. It is making these connections with other human beings in positive, kind, generous ways. A hundred percent. Like, kindness matters. I think we're bringing back kindness. That's my whole new thing. And it's a principle, like, obviously it resonates with you. It resonates with me. And I got to say, Shauna, who is on the phone today, is the living, breathing embodiment of kindness. And that's why I wanted her on today's show. Shauna, what do you think? Ah, uh, Dr. Mary, that was, that was such a lovely introduction. Thank you so much. It's such a pleasure to be here. And this is, this is a topic that's really close to my heart. I think that one of the things that I love most about wonder gifting, and I, and I want to get right into that, is how thoughtful you are. And, and your gifts are handcrafted and they, they brighten someone's day. And I think that that's what we all need. Like for, I don't know, for some reason we all fell into this consumerism trap and it's hurting us financially. It's hurting us mentally. It's hurting us physically. And we've gotten away from volunteering. In fact, we volunteer almost 70% less today than we did in 1970. Mm-hmm. And it's no, it, there is a correlation. I'd like to propose a theory right now that there is a correlation between the amount of pharmaceuticals we're taking for depression and our lack of volunteering. Mm-hmm. Someday I'll study that, mm-hmm. but I believe it is truly, um, it's truly, it's true. And I believe that that's why your business, that it's making a profound difference in the world and creating moments of joy. Can you share some insights on this, Shauna? Like what made you leave the big, fabulous corporate job and go into this? And, and how did you come up with gifts with a purpose? Uh, well, really, it was, about all, it was all about small down. Uh, my business partner and I, we met during the fundraiser for our daughter's school. We had organized this big production, and uh, we dealt with a lot of small businesses. And we really enjoyed the process. We really enjoyed getting to know these businesses, you know, the, the founders, the owners, their struggles, their ins and outs, all those different things. And so because Tara and I both came from the corporate world, and we were so used to receiving junk and just throwaways from various conferences and things that we would attend, we, we just thought, you know what, we're both givers. We both love small businesses, and that's how we tend to shop anyway. Wouldn't it be nice if we could bring this service to the world? So we decided, we, we founded Wonderkind, like you said, of course, just before COVID. Um, but not the best time to start a business, but it all, it all happens for a reason, and it, it's working out great. Um, and really... We really want to uplift and focus on small businesses, female-founded businesses, family-run businesses that seem to get lost and forgotten in the big hustle bustle consumerism of big box stores, and really pay attention to that and, and learn learn to, to share your love, share your time, share your creation through gifting, through gifts that matter. I couldn't I couldn't agree more and. I don't know about you, but when I like when I when I was traveling recently, I went to one of those little book houses and, you know, where you get free books. I'm sure everybody's seen them somewhere. And I found a free book that worked perfectly for a friend and I gave it to her. And what actually happened in my brain was the the feel good chemicals like dopamine, oxy, oxytocin, which we talked about last week and serotonin. 
These neurotransmitters are associated with pleasure and bonding and overall well-being. And when we make somebody's day brighter, it was with a used book. It cost me literally nothing. But it... Shauna, that's okay. We also boost our own mood and our sense of fulfillment. Shauna's also calling from the county, so it might take her a little while to reconnect. Okay. So, Shauna, can you talk a little bit about um, how you choose a gift for not just an organization, but a person? Uh, it's, for, for us, it's all about nailing down what their, their values are. Um, what do they appreciate? What do they enjoy doing? What is the, the center of their, their, their well-being, so to speak? Um, if someone loves to bake, then why not, uh, like you said, um, you can easily find a, a cookbook that you think might uh, inspire them to make a, a beautiful new cake. And it doesn't have to cost a lot. Like you said, it could come from one of the little free libraries on, on your corner. We have a lot of those where I live. Uh, they're like little freestanding libraries and people put their books, use books in and people take them. Um it's about discovering and really thinking about processing what is at the core of that person that you're gifting to. What would they enjoy? So what you're talking about then, Monica and I are sitting here nodding, is conscious consumerism. Um, so can you explain that concept a little bit? Like, I think we might know it a little, Monica, but we don't know it 100%. What do you think? What is it, Shauna? Um, <laughs> It's uh, we have a real tendency in our North American lifestyle to rush through things. We're so busy. We can't sit down for a coffee. We have to take it to go. We can't sit down for a meal. We have a drive through. We have to take it to go. Conscious consumerism is is something that we um, have gotten away from. I would say North America. Uh, in terms of you're really stopping and thinking and being conscious about your decisions and about what you're deciding to purchase or pick up or, or consume um, in a grand, in a grand scheme in your personal life or for, for other people. So it's, it's about actually stopping, slowing down and consciously making decisions about purchases. So I'm, I'm going to be conscious I'm a female business owner. You're a female business owner. Um, Monica makes a point of supporting female business owners. That's why I wanted her to join us on our show today. Um, and Richardson has started looking for it. And not that we're not honoring male-based businesses, but I think that women are facing a lot of uphill battles currently. And one of the things that we can do to bring kindness is balance it a little more by buying something from a female-led business. How do you do that in such a, a large scale, Shauna? Like, talk to me about that. And how did it become a thing for you? Uh, I, we do a lot of research. It's a lot of research that goes into the businesses that we do work with and, and support. Um, how can I speak to that? We Again, it's a lot of research. And for us, it was about... Supporting those that support us. And so if I'm able to support a candle maker and give her an order for 50 candles, let's say for for a corporate order, that 50 candle order makes a huge difference in her life. And so that one purchase from a corporate perspective, which is really nothing in in the corporate world, really transcends and and trickles down to to a... big deal in a, in a smaller business. So we, we really do a lot of research. We do a lot of connecting with our smaller businesses and our corporate businesses. And we really find it's a circular effect because in the end, we also, we also as a company, uh, as part of our pillars, we also support charities. So we have a give back portion as well. So for us, it's circular success. And it's really being conscious about who we work with, how we support, and how that turns around in the end. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm, 100%. Sorry, this is Monica. Um, and <laughs> what I love about that is you're creating a community <clears throat> for women. I don't 
personally love the term networking. This isn't networking. This is creating community um, and supporting other women, which as far as I'm concerned, you can't have enough of. And I think that men need to get back to it too, to be frank. We've all forgotten how to support people. And I like what you called it, circular success. I think we all need to start refocusing on circular success. And I think that um, kindness comes out of that. And it's, but what I like to think of is intellectual kindness, which is where you actually think through this whole circle of events. You don't just buy something that you're going to throw away. You're going to buy a cup that you can reuse. You're going to share what you have. You know, I feel like I'm sounding like Bill Murray in that movie Scourge, <laughs> Scrooge that I love so much. That was an old movie. Um, first movie I think Paul and I went to as a date, by the way, for those of you who don't know, Paul is my husband. But anyway, it's a great movie. However, um, Shauna, like you just mentioned something about all the research you do and all of those things. What I'd like you to do is 2024 is coming. What are the big gift? And and I'd love to post these on our site too. What are the trends in 2024 gifting? 2020, 24, where does that come from? 24 gifting. Go for it, girl. (laughs) Okay, so... Uh, no surprise, um, for us at WonderKind, uh, I'll go through what our top three, three requests are. So for okay. us, wellness, no surprise, is a big, is, is number one. So anything to help people take it down a notch, help them to relax, help them to unwind, help them to not focus on, on work or problems. Simple things, candles, shower steamers, bath salts, tea and honey, journals, blankets, socks, mitts, anything that brings comfort. Is, is is always number one, is the number one request uh, from our our clients. Uh, number two would be foodies. People love to eat. They love to indulge, especially this time of year. Um, yeah. It's a matter of, of right, uh, picking up, it could be something sweet or savory, uh, but it's usually something that people won't necessarily buy for themselves. So it's like a sweet treat or a, a, a lovely indulgence of some sort. So number two would be foodie. And number three is eco-conscious. Um, this, people are aware. People want to know where their things come from, where things are made. They want to be a part of the growing cycle. Um, potted succulents are, are a upcoming trend. Uh, reusable things like reusable beeswax. Uh, grow kits are really big right now. Uh, what grow are kits they? Seed grow kits. So they're little planters and you... Um, we have one, we call our, the, the women and the companies that we work with, we call them our community, the Women Who Wonder. So our Women Who Wonder community, one of our makers, she uh, she creates a grow kit and, uh, and she uses seed cards. And if you don't know what a seed card is, it's I don't. like handmade paper, but inside it's got seeds. And so you, you just tear up a little piece of the card, you plant it, and it grows. It grows whatever the seed might be. So, so Monica and I are just sitting here going, so cool. <laughs> There's so many cool things out there, but just in terms of trends, it would be wellness, foodie, and eco-conscious. Can you just tell me what, for a second, like what, what do you mean by a succulent? How do you give a succulent? Oh, uh, so a succulent is, they're like plants you would find in the desert. They don't need a ton of water, and we keep oh. them in... Uh, ceramic little, either ceramic planters or little concrete planters, and then we just bundle them up. We wrap them in fabric or uh, we put them in a little box. They don't they don't shift around, and they sit nicely on people's desks, and people really relax when they're around greenery. Yeah, like, if huh. you have a plant in your window, a plant in your desk, you're having a moment, you just take a deep breath, and you look, the plants are calming. So that's why eco-conscious, greenery, plants, things like that, grow kits, uh, really get people to stop and pause. It's a little piece of nature. And succulents are are so low maintenance, they can survive a lot of neglect. That's right. I love, love, love it. You know, one year I want to work with you to bring back books, actual books for reading. That's where I want to go. I, <laughs> like I want to get well, people I, being kind what? enough. To, to go ahead. <laughs> in, 
in my in my former it's funny you say books. In my former life, I worked for a book publisher, so I, I have a lot of tangible book. Okay, I, we're going to discuss this more. For uh, most listeners, probably won't know this, but you and I are going to have lunch in a couple hours, so I'm super excited about that. <laughs> yeah. We're going to meet in the city; it'll be awesome. And yeah. Jean- Honestly, totally illuminating conversation today. And I know that you were like so shocked when I called and said, hey, do this for me. But you are an amazing guest and I want to have you back and I want your insights. And you need to tell us, like, if these are the trends in 2024, like, let's come back and talk more about kindness and gifting and female-led businesses and how we can support that. And also how we can support, like, what I'd like to think of as intelligent gifting. I'm thinking I need to talk to you about mittens for everybody because I I love that idea for mittens for everybody. And, oh. you know, as we begin to wrap up today's show, I want, I just want to challenge everybody and leave you with one thought. Think about this, the act of giving and Monica's giving right now. I'm sitting with her on her couch, mm-hmm. looking at her beautiful view, but she and her sister are sharing their home with me. Well, another home, but it's the same thing. And it's a, just a selfless, beautiful gesture. And it has the incredible power to brighten someone's day. Mm -hmm. And it also enhances our own well-being. And that's what we talked about at the beginning of the show. Rich, I know you got totally into it. And I got into it because when you're kind to someone else, you are kind to yourself. Just remember that. We're all connected. And by supporting one another, we can create a world full of compassion and joy. And that's not woo-woo. It's actual science. I have demonstrated Mm -hmm. how the neurotransmitters work. I can go into the scientific effects. If you want me to go full Dr. Donahue, I can, but it works. It's beauty. So Shauna, thank you. And a little teaser for next week's episode. And then I'm going to turn it over to Richardson to say goodbye. But I said earlier next week, we're going to talk about mental health for men. We talked a lot about women today, but we're also going to talk about mental health for high performers. And I am bringing in my own therapist, Dr. Mark Houghton. He will be here and I'm excited about it. It's, it's going to be a good show. Bye-bye.